Hey, John. Mathis. How was your day? My day was fine. How was yours? Well, my day was really stressful, but then... Mm-hmm. But then, Captain but America, then. Civil War, trailer two. I saw it during, like, I sat down for lunch today, and I was going through my Twitter feed, as one does during lunch, and I was like, boom, there it is. Yep. And I had no idea it was coming, you know, so, like, I just jumped Girl, on the computer, either. and I was like, oh my god. Uh, let's talk Honestly, about it. Honestly, well, the thing that got me was it said that Spider-Man was going to be in it, so I was... Because we've seen we've seen Civil War stuff, so that wasn't what was getting me excited. It was Spider Man, right? That that was the big pull. Yeah. How do, so how do you feel about Spider Man being in the trailer? Because I've heard people say like um, that was dumb. You should have waited to the movie to reveal it. What do you? Think? No, I think it's good that they showed him ahead of time because otherwise there would have been like leaked photos. It would have been this huge thing, and I would rather see it in an official style in a trailer like that because then they have they can. Uh, you know, put him in how they want him to be portrayed. Um, so, yeah. no, I, I love that he was in the trailer. And it's coming out soon. It's like a month and a half. So oh my they gosh. waited long enough. Yeah, I, I totally agree with them putting him in there, too. Because I just, I feel like you give it time, you know, to, like, simmer in people. And if you, if no one knows what they're getting, the hype is going to just build and build and build, and then they're going to see Spider-Man, right. and it might actually create more negative blowback. Like, I'm sure there's already some, but yeah. nowhere well, yeah. near the degree. Well, there's definitely some on the costume. Which oh, yeah, for sure. was the first thing I thought of, because I'm going to be honest, I did not like the costume at all when I first saw it. Granted, when you first saw it, yeah. Well, even now, like, as I keep looking at it, I still don't really like it, but here's the thing. I don't, I didn't read the comics I don't know if that's what he looked like originally. I don't know if there's nostalgia in it. But to me, it looks like a Comic-Con cosplay costume. And that's just my opinion. <laughs> well, um, and I went on. I Sorry. Can, I'll no, just, go ahead, let me go just ahead. say one thing. Um, I knew that I could. <laughs> I need to finish I, my opinion. <laughs> I knew I couldn't have been the only one to think this. So I did go on and look. And I went on Slash Film, which is where I always go anyways. And he pretty much picked out the reasons why I don't like it. And it was the fact that there's lack of texture in the costume. Yes. Which all of the other characters have a lot of texture. Um, and um, what else did he say? It, lo it looks like he walked right out of a comic book panel, which is also true, which I don't really like in a movie, um, personally. Um, mm hmm Let's see, what else did he say? Uh, I mean, that's about it. The costume just looked weird. And I, the eyes looked too animated for me. It looked fake. So I don't know, because the eyes, like, move weirdly. Yes. Um, and I don't know how that happens. And I didn't like that, so. I think... I don't know. I liked seeing Spider-Man mm -hmm. in character, but not. I didn't like the costume, so... Well, first off, it's a it's a fantastic no. trailer. Like, it's a very very strong trailer. Yeah, Do it you is. think the same? Yeah. So, okay. whenever I first watched the trailer, whenever it got to the end, I also was like, I don't know how I feel about that costume. And I love mm -hmm. I love how they introduced him. I thought it was yeah dynamite. Um. I actually I didn't know what Tony said for the first like six times that I watched. I didn't either. I was like, "What's he saying?" And I kept rewinding it. Did you figure what out did what he it say? was? 
I honestly didn't care enough to go back. What did he say? He called him underoos. What does that mean? Like the children's underwear. He's like, all right, underoos. You've heard of underoos, right? Uh-uh. I know dunkaroos, my favorite childhood snack. <laughs> <laughs> dunkaroos sounds like something that would be in underoos. Is that like a poop joke? I don't know. Let's move on. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> um, yeah, so I didn't know how I felt about it at first. And um, upon like comparing it to all the other versions of the suit we we have seen, like I realized what you were saying about the texture of it. I was like, wow, this is really flat. And it's not only like the, the texture of the material um, and like the webs across his face and things like that, but also the color is really flat. Like the blue and the red mm-hmm. are very yeah, right. They're very muted. Um, it looks like cosplay. It kind of it kind of does. And a bunch of people were saying like this is unfinished uh, visual effects, and I don't know why oh. they put it in here. And I was like, I actually I don't know if that is correct. That might actually be what they want it to look like. I don't see why, I don't see why they would put unfinished effects in a trailer. I mean, they do it all the time, though. But not for characters like that, right? Uh, At least not de- that deliberate. They wouldn't for a Marvel movie, though. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, that's true. I don't know if they would. But maybe they'll surprise us and... Yeah. Um, I will say I really do like the eyes, actually, because... I just don't get how they work. Right, and I, I don't fully get it either, but I Sorry, think... Sorry, that came across as aggressive towards you. Like, why no, did no. you make them like that, man? No, no, I know. <laughs> why would you like it? Why would you make it? Why would you, why would you care? Um, I think, here's the thing, like, I think they want to keep Spider-Man in his outfit, like, in his face uh, mask more than they have in previous films, because... I think they don't want it to be that every dramatic situation requires Spider-Man to take off his mask. And I think that um, having eyes like that might help. But also, just from like a creative standpoint, something really cool in the old animations, like the old cartoons, is that his his like costume eyes would change uh, right. you know, for curiosity or for intensity. And, you know, I looked at that and I was like, that's a really cool way to incorporate that. We'll see if it actually works. Like, I think you can explain it all away with science. You know, you're like, oh, he made like dilating uh, eye patches. Right. But maybe it doesn't fly, you know? No, I mean, I think it works in cartoons, but this is live action. So. Yeah, we'll see. I'm I'm very mm. interested to see how it works. I do like the costume. The more I look at it, I also feel like I just need to see it from like other angles, kind of. And yeah, well, and yeah, I agree. And then you and he's in like a very, it's very daytime. I was gonna so say it's very whited out. And yeah, so, it's very noon, like high noon. So there's no. It's very high noon. There's no serious color in there. The, it's such a solid trailer, though. Like in the shot before, the the title, you know, where they're all running at each other and people are yeah. like leaping up into the air. It's just like. This is better than Avengers. Like, this is really, really right. great. It will be. Yeah, I, I fully <laughs> believe it's going to be better than Age of Ultron. Oh, for sure. I also... Did you just get, like, jived when you saw Ant-Man, like, jump off the arrow yes. and, like, run up Iron Man? That was, like, 
Well, and he's in like he's not in the trailer anywhere else. So I was like, oh, I forgot Ant Man was in it. Yeah, I only remembered because I saw the character posters, and I was like, Ant Man's in it. So what? Yeah, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that that was another one of my like favorite parts. I was like, that's so cool. Like, that's just great action sequence right there. Mm-hmm. Very pumped about it. Um, and then the other. The other big trailer that came out earlier this week was the Game of Thrones trailer, which... Game of Thrones. So good. Like, what did you think? You go first since I, I just lo- got done talking. I loved it. I mean, I I read the books, the first five. Well, yeah, because the next book's not out yet. So this is the first season where the all the content is unknown. Right, yeah. Which is in some ways scary but also very exciting as a viewer because for the past few seasons i've known you know for the most part what the story arcs are going to be they've changed Mm -hmm. some things obviously but Mm -hmm. um so it's very it's exciting it um and uh, yeah i don't have anything else to go for it it's such like a double-edged sword because it's like liberating to be like i don't know what's going to happen in every episode like i have no idea what's going to happen and then on the other end it's like uh, the source material is so strong and it's hard to make a bad show right. out of it. And now it's like, well, there is no source material. There's like outlines and notes and, you know, an author's opinion. And it's like, yeah. you're just going off of what you've created so far. So it's definitely a, a double-edged sword. Something I thought was really cool um, was that at the end of the last season, not not this last season, but the season before it, there was like, so many opportunities finally opening up for characters like Bran gets to where he wants to go. Mm-hmm. Arya finds the thieves mm-hmm. or not finds them, but she's the like thieves. on her way on, yeah. on her way to them. Um, trying to remember like a few other things. There was just a lot of, Oh, like Tyrion um, escapes. Like there's just like the, the window of opportunity gets so big. And then you watch this trailer and it's like, everybody is at the lowest moment and they're about to pick themselves back up. Like it's not a window of opportunity. It's like desperation, like catastrophe and like rising out of it. And I was like, that's cool. Like it's, it's not repetitive. Hopefully it's a good movement for the show, but at the very least it's not repetitive. Yeah, totally. Um, I'm most excited for brand storyline and artists. Um, so. Yeah, I, I can't wait to see what happens with Bran. I love the little bit of him in the trailer where he turns and sees the ice guy. I was like, damn. Well, well, here's the thing. He's standing. Well, I was going to say it's probably like a vision because he's standing. Oh, I Um, haven't thought about that. I mean, who knows with these new, because he's in a very mystical place, so. Right. Um, who knows if maybe he'll get the ability to walk again. Yeah, maybe someone prayed over him. Oh, God bless, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the Lord heals. Hey, I'm going to hell. Laughing in the face of prayer. No, that's not what we're doing. We're just no. making jokes. Making fun. Making light. We have to laugh or we'll cry. It's true. Um, it's very true. I'm still waiting for that word. Um, oh God! <laughs> too real. Hashtag too, too real. real. Hashtag. Uh, um, I'm trying to think if there's. Oh, I feel like the only other thing that we thought of to talk about was Wachowskis. Do you want to do that now, or do you, is there anything else you wanted to? Um, you know, let me go look. 
Let me just make sure that there was nothing. That Where are you gonna look? Mind. The great book, book, the great big book of everything. With everything inside. You just gonna scroll through your Twitter real quick, while? Yeah, exactly. I'm just scrolling through my Twitter. Okay. My, my depressing Twitter. Yeah, right. no, I don't. I don't think that there there was anything else. I don't think so either. I'm excited for Ten Cloverfield Lane to come out. Oh, Comes I out know. Tomorrow. I know well, it. We're actually recording this earlier than we usually do. Um, so we'll have to because... bring an opinion next episode. Right. So um, it comes out. Yeah, it comes out tomorrow. The um, Midnight Special is supposed to come out in like a weekish. Mm-hmm. And I'm very excited to talk about that on the podcast not like in-depthly but it's it is my most anticipated movie of the year and i just cannot yeah i'm excited too it looks so good and the cast is and you love jeff nichols i do i want him to direct (laughs) my life that says something you know i know i love everybody in that movie like i love michael shannon i love joel egerton i love adam driver i love kirsten Kirsten dunce yeah do you i do she's great i used to not you know like you know, know, coming back to Spider-Man, like, she's she's okay in Spider-Man, but, you know, she, the more you see, like, if you watch Melancholia, like, you can't uh, tell me yeah. she's not a powerful actress. Like, she kills it. Crushed it. <laughs> so, why don't you lead with the other movie news? Sure. Um, so, the Wachowski brothers, or the Wachowski siblings, um, they did The Matrix, they did um, Jupiter Atlas. Ascending, Cloud Atlas. They did Sensei on Netflix. They did They're Speed very Racer. Sci- yeah, I mean, I I love them. I love just I love sci-fi and I love the fantasy element, and that's kind of what they do. And especially with like the Matrix trilogy, they really brought a whole new level to sci-fi film. I think um, with what they did with the Matrix, uh, visual effects wise, hmm. um, and so. I'm just pulling up their names because I don't want to get it wrong. Um, one of the brothers came out as transgender. I don't know how long ago, but that transitioned. About, that was about eight years ago, I think. Oh, okay. Into Lana Wachowski. And so it's always been Lana now and the brother, and they've been doing their movies um, together. And then just this week, the other brother came out as transgender as well, saying that he transitioned into what he's now she's now calling herself Lily. So now it's interesting that both of the brothers have now transitioned to be women. We had the Wachowski brothers and then the Wachowski siblings. And now we have the Wachowski sisters. Yeah. Isn't that funny? <laughs> that it's is like really every funny. Ang- every angle. Also, they wrote V for Vendetta, which is in my top three favorite movies of all time. So. I've, I've also heard from um like behind the scenes stories from that movie, like, it was one of those situations where the director was not the actual director. Like, the Wachowskis were that project. Like they I totally in. believe that. Yeah, it feels like it. It feels like their film a lot more than the the credits would say. And that, and from what I understand, that is what happened. Which is fine by me. Yeah, which is, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, we, I don't know if we want to wait until the email to get into this. Or, well, what are you thinking? I, let's just transition into the email. Like, I think that... Uh, good, this... re- good use of the word transition. 
Oh, give me a second. Um, that was that get was it because you I transition. Got it. I got it. Give, just give me a moment. Trans- okay. I was getting it for the audience. Oh, okay. Um, they're, they're probably like, I don't get it. I don't get it. What's he talking about? Transgender transition. Male to female. Got female it. to male. Um. Um. Yeah, like, cause then we could just we'll just pair it together and. Yeah, I mean it flows. Now I know us talking about it makes it not flow, but <laughs> but it flows, you know. It does. Um. So we got some really good emails this week. We really a lot of good questions. Um, a lot of questions that require a lot of conversation and conversations that both me and Mathis are very worried about um, to share our opinions on. And I think we're also nervous for ourselves just because this is one of the first times we will have opposing views on um, issues. Yeah. And... So, I mean, there's a lot of nerves that are going into it. Um, I'm excited that we're tackling it now because it means there's going to be a lot of this episode where, yeah, you know, this will not be an episode of a lot of... Um, of what? A lot of different sides, you know. Right. And I think it's good. I mean... It is, I, yeah. I mean, me and Mathis, we adore each other. So any, like, type of resistance that you will hear is just coming from, like, a brother type of, you know, argument, essentially. Um, but, yeah, we're, I mean, I'm excited. Yeah. Because I love all the topics that we're going to talk about. It's just, yes, it's yeah. a little nerve-wracking. Um, so, my friend, Stephanie, did you ever really know Stephanie Mathis? Uh, a little bit. Um, my friend Stephanie, I met her at college, and then we went to grad school together, and we've been uh, really, really good friends ever since. Um, she emailed, and she's currently in New Zealand doing uh, – she's au pairing over there, so holla in New Zealand. Really, though, it doesn't um, matter what she's doing. She's in freaking New Zealand. Exactly. <laughs> she's literally in the Shire. Not literally, but Middle anyways, all of it. that's what I meant to say. I was looking for the more general term, and I just came with the most <laughs> pinpointed term as the Shire. <laughs> Um, so she has actually three questions, but, um, one of the questions, uh, is based around sexuality and, um, one in particular part of that question was into transgenderism. I don't even know the right word for it. That's it. Um, oh, good. So she says, um, I've been thinking a lot recently about transsexuality and transgender people and whether, um, and the idea of what it would be like to date. Or right. marry someone that is trans as someone that is not trans. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, and this is, an, an, it's a very hot topic right now. Hashtag Caitlin. <laughs> um, I don't really know who should go first. Yeah, I, I don't either. This is This is a really hard topic. Like It is. Very relevant, as you said. Very, um... Very touchy. Um, yeah. I don't and, know. You know what? Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna go first. I'm gonna try. Oh, praise be unto him. <laughs> okay, go. Uh, I'm basically like disarming myself for you. I know. <laughs> I love you. Okay, so um, with with anything with anything that we're answering, where. Uh, if you disagree with what John says or you disagree with what I say, like I, I just want to put 
first and foremost, I, despite any opinion that I have, I, I live by like the philosophy of caring for everybody. Like I, I truly do care. Um, and I practice, I practice love as much as I can. <laughs> Sometimes mm-hmm. I'm a very brutal person, but in a loving way. Um, that being said, if, if I'm going to be like completely, I'm not going to use the word transparent because you're going to make a joke. Please use the word. You have to. Okay. It's there. If I'm going to be completely transparent. God bless. (laughs) I think that, I think it comes down to if you were born as a man, then you are a man. And if you were born as a woman, then you are a woman. And I think that, I think that for many people, that is a, a really difficult concept to struggle with. I think that, and like a lot of elements of life, um, you, you, you're put in situations where you don't, you don't want to be there. You, um, you don't, um, it's not how you imagined it. As, um, Brie Larson says in Room, this is the story you get. And, Sorry, I mean, keep going. <laughs> and I know that I know that a lot of people aren't going to agree with that. It's just I don't um I just I think that you can think that you are like I could think that I am a woman, but I still I still have a, a male's brain. I still have a penis. I still am a man by bio, biologicals. Biological definition that's the word by biological definition and i just think that another uh, this is super transparent guys so please please have grace because it's as hard for me to say as it probably is for some people to hear <clears throat> john um <laughs> i i think that by okay this is this is a fine line because i do i want to accept everyone I want to be uh, gracious. I want to be Christ-like to everyone, but um, it, when it comes, oh, gosh, now I lost my train of thought. Um, when it um, when it comes down to the the representation of transgenderism in society and the view on it, I think that we're I think that we are over glorifying and like in like a state of mind that you would find transgender people in i think that i and i don't know how else to put that right now i mm-hmm. i can hear john just like brimming to speak so i'm going to let him take the mic and i will just be the t swift to his kanye west right now <laughs> Um, I'm actually not angry, so good. Um, no, I mean, I fully disagree with you, which you know already. We already talked about it. Um, but you know, I think it's one thing because I, here's the thing. Yes, we may be born with a certain biological gender, 
but here's the thing mentally we may not be that i'm saying we i don't i I don't uh struggle with this but i'm saying the people that do mentally they may not feel the same gender that they were born as and they i mean they're in so much pain because of it because they look down they see the parts that they have and they just do not relate to it and that's early on like there's i've i've worked with kids at the at school that struggle with this already and they're like seven or eight years old and you can't tell me that these kids are doing it just because you know it's something that they feel right and i'm not going to tell them they're wrong at eight years old and i just feel like even though we don't understand it i don't think it makes it wrong can i speak of course okay i just don't want to cut you off I no. I would not I would not tell an 8-year-old that they are wrong but I think that struggling But what are you going to do? Put them on meds? No, no. I think that struggling with your gender is a manifestation of a deeper issue. I think that it's something it's a heart issue, it's a soul issue and I no, think No, but that's just cuz you haven't experienced it though. I just feel like, true, you know, especially on this how I feel Right, but like even on this podcast, we talk about how life is so individualistic. Like, how can we right. say that just because we haven't felt it, that someone else can't feel it, and that they're wrong for it, or that they're mentally unstable because of it? I don't think that that's what makes them mentally unstable, and I don't. Mentally unstable is a strong word. It sounds like they're. Um, right. You know. You I know, know what, what I mean. mean. Um, I th- I think that it just. I think that the only thing that you can do if somebody is struggling with their gender is to just dig deep inside of them and understand. Why not just let them live the way that they want, though? Like, why do we have to change them into someone they're not? And why can't we support them? Because they are hurting. Like, these people hurt deep down to their bones, and they people are killing themselves over this. So why can't we just... it just it like pains me so badly. Like I just want to give them a hug because society yeah. tells them that they are wrong for their feelings. But these people genuinely feel like they are in the wrong body. And the only way that they are going to stop feeling that hurt and that pain, besides killing themselves, is to change into the gender that they feel comfortable in. And when they do that, they can live a life that they want to live. And I feel like we can only give them that chance to live the life that they want to live because that's what I would want. Even if it doesn't have to do with changing genders, like I want to be given opportunities that help me succeed. Right. And if, so why, why do you want to take that away from them? (laughs) I mean, for me, this, there is a difference for this. Like why not just support them? Right. Why not just support them? Right. John, there, there's a, there's a difference between principle and execution on this topic for me. For, like my belief is that um I, I i just i don't i don't go along i guess that's the easiest way to say it. i don't go along with the idea of deciding that i am a woman because that's how i feel like like i Why feel not? like my gender is not uh male but like as far as like execution and action with that i totally agree with you i think that I cannot I cannot just like approach them and be like all right it's time to change you I don't 
I don't feel that way. If if I was friends with somebody and they decided to be transgender, I'd be like, I mean, I'm I'm still your friend. I still love you. I still care for you. I'm I'm here for anything, you know, like um if you are transgender, you're going to be facing a lot of strife statistically speaking. Like it's going to be there's going to be issues that come up and you know, it's going to be hard and and I would not back away from somebody if they were in that situation. So I do, I mean when it comes down to the concept of it, like I am, a, I'm against it, but it doesn't mean that I, it doesn't mean that I act, I do not treat them lesser for it. I, I hate to be preachy, but you know, I mean, Jesus didn't condone things, but he was like certain things, but it's not like he stepped away from them. He embraced them. And I'm not, I'm not going to step away from people because they do something that I don't agree in. But I guess I don't get why you don't agree with it. Like, what is it that you can't get behind? I don't think that gender is fluid. That's that's the thing. That's, I mean, it, it's, it's kind of, uh, it's kind of like um, cold-heartedly simple, you know, like, I just, I cannot accept See, but, that that is, that is a fluid thing, and... But haven't we been talking about how much everything is so relative in this world? I just feel like I have to keep going back to it. Cause like, no, you're why, right. But then why do we, on this specific subject, want to be so dualistic about it that it has to be either this or that? Well, I don't – the thing is is that like everything we talk about being relative is on a spiritual level. I don't think that gender is on a spiritual level. Okay. <laughs> like I it's just I think that some things So you uh, Go ahead, go ahead. So you, you I guess like for me it's like so you would rather these people be miserable than I guess I just don't understand. Like I guess just like you don't you can't understand how someone you can't understand how someone would want to change genders. I can't understand why someone wouldn't want to support these people to just be the best people they can be and to propel them forward with love and great. And I know that you would, I'm not saying you wouldn't that's please don't take it that way. I no, I, I just don't know. I'm putting my head down. <laughs> I mean, um, I'm just very passionate about this. I, I can tell you're breathing so heavily. I just, I just, I, I can't feel so, I feel so bad. I know. I'll just, John, John, I, <laughs> I, I feel bad too. And I mean, you're see, not I going don't to... think you do. Yeah. I, I'm I, sorry. Not, see... not you personally, but like people that have that point of view, like I can't for the life of me, like think that you guys, that they feel for these people when you say things like that, it doesn't come across that way. No. Cause and... I feel like if you did feel that way and you actually wanted to like give them that, like the love and grace that you would support them and you would want them to be the best people they can be because they are hurting so deeply. Like, I don't know. I guess I just know what it feels like to hurt, not in regards to transgenderism, but like just hurt and just knowing that there's something you can do to fix it. I don't know. It just, I, I'm, I'm not going to say that I, I fully understand um, 
But I'm also not going to say that I, I – I would never say like I don't understand how anybody could ever want to change their gender. Like I don't think that that's, that's beyond somebody to explore or to like think about. Like I just – like I don't think that the, the mind is closed off to that area. I just don't think that it's like – I just don't agree with the choice to like ex- like go for that thought. Like I – I – um. I'm not – just because I disagree with one element of somebody's choices doesn't mean that I don't support them. You know what I mean? Like even if I don't support that, that decision, it's not that I don't support the person. I I honestly don't agree. <laughs> <laughs> That's the essence I don't. of this conversation. Yeah, because I mean I feel like it's saying one thing but doing another. I mean, when it actually comes down to it, I'm going to. I'm You're going to stand on one side. Above. Like I, I have no experience with transgender people. Like outside of passing them, like on the street, like I, they're none of them are a part of my life. But if they were, I wouldn't spend. I would not spend the entire time that I knew them telling them like, "Hey, you know what you." You're wrong. Like you're very wrong. Like I, I would never do that to anybody. You know, and any time that I see anybody do something I disagree with, I don't like point it out. I just, I just be the the friend that I can be. Or even if there's someone that I don't know well, just the the best person that I can be to that person. And I'm not, I don't, I do not dis, I do not agree with that choice. But I'm, I'm not going to like. I'm not looking down on them. I, I don't know how to explain it. Like. I know that you think I am looking down on them, and I know that mm-hmm. a lot of people listening are probably like, he's looking down on them. He's condemning them. I do not condemn them. I don't – I don't know. I there's, – there's no way to convince anybody of that, I feel like. Right. Like it's just going to sound like I'm cold. <laughs> Despite me saying I I I treat everyone in love, I would treat them in love. Right, and I know you would never be cruel to anyone. I know you wouldn't. That's just not who you are. But well, I, I'm glad you know that. I don't. I don't know how. I would keep just saying the same things over and over again. So I don't know if there's really much more to talk about. Yeah, it's um, it's a circle. It's a it's a circular argument or not argument conversation. It is. Yeah. Um. Yep. Um. <laughs> let's see. What do we want to do? I don't know. We could go anywhere. Let's come back to Stephanie's email. Let's go to another email. Okay. Um. What if we? Why not? Which one do you want to do? Uh, I kind of want to do Zach Wagner's. Okay. What, what were you gonna say though? No, that's good. Okay. Um, if we're using your last names and you don't want us to, let us know. <laughs> I just saw him today. I think he'll be fine. Okay. Um, so me and uh, Zach grew up together. We went to the same church growing up, and then um, trying to think. Yeah, I mean, we just always hung out. Um, he was part of my like church friend group, and. Um, we would play Halo a lot. We would 
have sleepovers and drink a lot of Coke and they ate, pre- they ate pretzels. I didn't, I didn't eat a lot of pretzels, but um, <laughs> yeah, we had a really, really great time. Um, and he, I hope he's okay with me sharing this, but um, over the past like few weeks, as he's been listening to this, he kind of reached out to me cause he's going, he wants to be a pastor one day. Oh. And so he's in graduate school now for, I don't know what specifically he's getting his master's in, but I respect him so much um, because he does really have a lot of that biblical knowledge. He has a lot of um, theology knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I was with him last weekend um, and we were talking about this stuff. And I was like, you know, I'm actually really nervous to talk to you just because right, yeah. you have so much knowledge on things when it comes to like, the Bible and God. And I just have my thoughts. Like I don't have any like sources to back them up besides this is how I feel. Um, and that makes me nervous, (laughs) but, um, he's actually like, he's really, really awesome. And I think he's going to make a great pastor because he, he's very, um, empathetic and he has a great way of looking at the Bible. That's kind of in the middle between, um, super ultra conservative. And then also, um, kind of, saying that the Bible is completely all, um, you know, stories and, um, things to be interpreted. He's kind of right in the middle there. Uh-huh. Um, and also, I mean, his emails about music, which, um, is funny because I remember whenever we would see movies together growing up, he would always ask, he'd be like, did you hear this part of the movie when oh, the score funny. was on? And I would always be like, no, because <laughs> in movies, I never hear the music. I'm like, zoned into like the visuals and the characters that I completely zone out of. I never hear the music. Um, and he was the exact opposite. He would always hear, um, the full on soundtrack. And <laughs> so it was, it was funny, but yep. <laughs> Sorry. I don't, well, I just gave an intro to my friend. <laughs> hearing, hearing that Zach is like super into, not into, but like practicing, practicing theology. And then like looking at this email, I think that that is like so amazing that, that he, he could look at like, um, his email is about, um, music, like John said, but he kind of springboards from what I was saying last week about the 1975 and the, yeah. the, the two different, like, uh, songs I mentioned are about struggling with religion and one's from the first album and one's from the second one. And the the fact that he could like listen to that and truly appreciate it and just knowing that he he's studying theology and his mind is not closed off to any emotion like that that you could have with um with following spirituality or you know, Christ, Christianity, mm-hmm. uh, any religion. Um any thought that you could have doing that or being on the outside looking in as is the 1975. And I, I think that that's really amazing. I also just really loved his email. He, um, it was very thoughtful. It's very and thoughtful. Not, and I in the it. sense that like he put a lot of thought into it. Um, yeah, which I'm, I'm just going to read like a little excerpt from it because it's, it's really hard to pick a sentence from this, but hopefully I do well. Um, 
The two songs that Mathis mentioned show a beautiful, honest, tragic, authentic human struggle. Music is such a phenomenal artistic outlet for things like this. For me personally, music is probably the most impactful and meaningful mm-hmm. form of art. And the parentheses he cut out of this email was, it's also what I notice most in movies, but I think he left that bit. Right. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Songs like this tend to give me chills, make me tear up, etc. These songs reminded me of a couple of songs I know that express a similar sentiment. However, unlike the 1975, these two songs are conversations between two different artists instead of an internal conversation showing the mental development of one artist. I think that that is awesome. And... Um, I went and listened to these two songs, and it's amazing. I did like, too. How how um, the songs are Josh Ritter's Thin Blue Line, or not Thin Blue Line? <laughs> that's a movie. Thin Blue yeah. Flame. Flame. And then the response to that song was Andrew Peterson's "Don't You Want to Thank Someone?" And yeah. the songs truly, like Andrew Peterson's song, truly is talking to Josh Ritter's, and I just thought that that was. So cool to be like looking at both lyrics next to each other and listening to both songs. I was like, that's insane. Um, and one of my f- one of my favorite things is seeing when artists are like making art about other artists. Like it's so cool. Like, um, gosh, I don't want to use a nineteen seventy five example, but I'm going to. Um, they they wrote this song, Robbers, and the the song is a creative springboard from the movie true romance with um who's that christian slater and patricia arquette and you know that's that's awesome and i mean you could just you could see that and i mean like it's all over the place it's constant every time that somebody um makes a movie based on a song or somebody makes a song based on a movie or somebody paints um paints uh a you know uh, not a photo, because that's not what they do. They paint a painting. Um, they paint a painting because of a song, and like that song goes into the painting as like they're making it. Or like one of one of my favorite films of all time, Drive. Like mm-hmm. that movie was rescored with new artists, like watching it and coming up with music for for the scenes that they were assigned. I just I love. I love that so much, and I just really I, I I'm glad that Zach brought up the concept. And also, I love the Thin Blue Line. Damn it, Flame. Thin Blue Flame song. Like some of these lyrics are just brilliantly written. Like yeah, major chills. Um, do you want to jump in? <laughs> um, I connected more so to the don't you want to thank someone song oh did you really um i like the other one yeah but i really connected with the other one um and one of the parts i just copy and pasted a few of the lines Mm -hmm. um there's one lyric where it says but when you see the morning sun burning through the silver mist Mm -hmm. don't you want to thank someone don't you want to thank someone for this um that connected with me because um kind of on my spiritual journey I wanted so bad this is going to this is going to be this is going to sound weird but um I wanted so badly to um kind of be an atheist for a while just because I feel like you know I had grown up 
in Christianity and I knew I just needed to like be away from it for a second. And for me, the idea of knowing about like thinking that there's going to be like a heaven, thinking that there's going to be afterlife, it really kept me from being present. And I felt like the only way for me to really live in the moment is to believe that this moment is legitimately all that I have. Mm -hmm. Um, and that there was kind of no, uh, divine power that is ruling it, but it's just kind of me. And I am kind of, I'm in charge of, you know, my own experience and everything. Um, and I wanted to do that so badly, but then it was this thing inside me. Like when I would see the sunrise or I would see even like stars in the sky where I would just be like, Hmm there's something so much more (laughs) and I knew I could never really be an atheist because I've had so many great spiritual experiences that have really just been embedded in my soul and in uh, my mind and just in my being um, that it's hard for me not to look up at the stars or look up, you know, at a rising or setting sun and not think of something bigger than myself. Yeah. And I do find myself wanting and I do find myself thinking God, even though I'm not quite sure how I view God or what, you know, things like that. But I still find myself thinking, I thank the divine for just stars and just the way that they make me feel. Um, Hey, I also love stars. So like, oh my goodness, I could retweeting everything you're saying right now. (laughs) Retweet, retweet, retweet. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So that that's why that thing connected with me the most is just because I, I do like I could find so I find so much beauty just in nature itself. Um, it's hard for me not to. So. Well, that's that totally makes sense. Like I hadn't imagined that you were going to have that answer. But, you know, we've talked about this before. <laughs> and now and as soon as you start saying it, I was like, of course, like this makes perfect sense because, you know, like specifically you bringing up that you can't get away from that like feeling inside that it's like no no like I, I can't no matter how far i get i'm always like it's and i think stubbornly i really wanted you. to I, yeah like yeah. i really wanted to be stubborn and um but there's um yeah i love both songs a lot and something that zach zach brought up was that these are two people facing the same circumstance and looking at it from a different lens. And I appreciate that a lot. I don't know, you know, it's, you you can never be inside somebody's head. So it's hard to say like where both of them exactly are at this point. But you know, something Mm -hmm. that we've brought up on this podcast is the, the outlook despite, despite, you know, the situation and, you know, like, I think I I would also relate with Peterson in that like no matter how bad things get it's like it's not just it's not just what I see like it's not just physical it's not just this it's it's something deeper inside of me it's mm-hmm. something deeper inside of the whole world I do I can't find the line in the thin blue flame <laughs> I had to say that really <laughs> slow um, thin blue flame but there there's a really poetic line in there about um heaven like touching earth and that um it's near the end because he's sort of coming into this epiphany as the song goes uh-huh. and um 
and he just talks about like uh, embracing uh, joy and a new openness, um, like not a not a condemning Christianity, not a not a guilting and a shaming, but like a more freeing experience of it. And he talks about, I'm paraphrasing in very layman's terms, like one of the elements of that is that you know heaven is touching earth and i i really love that just because like currently i'm very obsessed with the idea uh the phraseology the idea the concept of like heaven touches earth heaven pours into earth heaven uh comes to earth and like you know we we usher it in it pours out it's just it's just going around in my brain a lot so while i was listening you know like the hairs on the back of my neck uh stood up at that part and i was like yes that that invigorates me as far as my spirituality goes like um good is marching in you know Mm -hmm. so yeah um just wanted to say that thank you zach for emailing us i really liked your email thanks zach means means i actually talked about some of this uh at dinner today but oh really yeah that's awesome but yeah I don't know why I felt like I needed to say that because it's not like I'm gonna I'm not gonna say anything more. It's just there's a little tidbit. So <laughs> <Case you. laughs> I'm I'm finding that like all of your friends email us and none of my friends do. Like <laughs> I'm like, who are these people? And you're like, yeah, I know them. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that is. So because half of them work with me at school. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> Speaking of which, okay, so who's Kim? Oh, Kim. Kim. Hey, Kim. Hey, Kim. Uh, Kim works uh, at the school that I work at. I see her all the time because we work with the same students. Oh, okay. Um, but she's uh, she's kind of a nerd in the best way. You know, she loves Star Wars. She had this uh, Batman cape that um, she let me use. <laughs> and so now I have it in my office. Um, <laughs> she made me a headband and art a few days ago, so I got to wear that. Well, I'm already Team Kim because she's she just saying makes me laugh to watch Ghostbusters, and I'm like, yes, Kim, yeah. I know he does. She loves Adam Levine. We talked about that today. Oh, that's fun. Like she loves Adam Levine. <laughs> Jaffiel. Jaffiel <laughs> loves. Hey Kim. Um, also, her email. I I almost read her email, but <laughs> there's the Kravitz in it, like Lenny Kravitz. I'm guessing. Wait. Do you love Lenny Kravitz, Kim? Wait, where's, you talk Lenny, about this? where's Lenny Kravitz? I'm looking right now. Look at the act, her actual email name. Don't oh. read it out loud. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so. <laughs> like Lenny? That's funny. Right. Do you want to read part of this? Or no? Do you want me I to? mean, I read the last one, so go for it. Okay. Um... She talked about how it was funny to hear about Mathis touch on Fuller House, um, and she'll just watch the Hey Arnold TV movie just because, as we all All can. of us, yeah. Um, and then she said, so serious side, what are your feeling on parental units making their child or children attend religious education classes? Um, she said it's been a hot topic in our household for this past year. Her youngest feels like uh, they made a choice for him and didn't give him a say. Uh, she said, true, but whatever. We told him he can make his own choice when he's an adult. 
my issue was having him have a foundation to grow from. Uh, she said we aren't holy rollers or church goers really. Um, and she, yeah. So she kind of wants to get our little, our opinion. Um, I can go real quick. Cause yeah, go ahead. This is kind of, I kind of had this experience. Um, I grew up going to youth groups. My family switched churches when I was in middle school, I believe. So like I had a whole youth group, uh, group of friends at one church and then I ha I had to go to another church and I had to make all new friends in the youth group which was which was fine and I did um but then eventually in high school you know some of my youth group friends kind of stopped going and I didn't really connect with my youth group leader and it got to the point where I just really did not enjoy going um and so I remember telling my parents I didn't want to go and for a while they did still want me to go and they encouraged me to go and I did but then uh, eventually they, my parents, you know, they listened to me and um, I stopped going for a while, I think. Unless I'm like totally making this up in my head, but I'm pretty sure this is how it went. Um, you know how you like block things out? Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, but yeah, my parents like, they listened to me. And I think that's really important. I think you should listen to your kids. And I think, honestly, when it comes to, you know, high schoolers and middle schoolers and things like church classes is they go for their friends and they don't go for the spiritual aspect. Unfortunately, it's just, there's a time they're just not conscious consciously. I don't know if that's the word I want consciously ready for it yet or cognitively. I'm sorry. Um, I don't think they're cognitively ready for like, you know, spiritual awake. Well, that's not true. I think they can have spiritual awakenings, but I don't think that's why they go. Yeah. Um, but I do understand the foundation and I'm so thankful for, you know, my parents, you know, taking me to church growing up and then going to youth group and kind of forcing me to go, even though I didn't want to for a while. Cause I do agree. Like I, I'm thankful for the foundation I have. It yeah. really, I mean, it influences every part of my spirituality today as yeah. I'm sure everyone knows. Cause I bring it up all the time. <laughs> but, um, but I honestly think that if you make a child go, then especially if they're older, that there's just going to be resentment in them going and they're not going to enjoy it. And they're just going to be even more hardened to whatever they're being taught um, than if you, if they went on their own. So Kim, I'm going to be honest. I would, I would uh, just, if he doesn't want to go, I wouldn't, I wouldn't force him. That's my opinion. Um, but we can talk tomorrow about it, Kim. Oh wait, this isn't going up to Tuesday. I'll talk to you next. I'll, I'll talk to you next week about it, Kim. Okay. <laughs> Mathis. Okay, so um, I guess the first thing that I really want to say is that as a parent, you have full authority to do to do what you want to do with. Lay down that kid. law, Kim. Yeah. Except don't. Yeah, Kim. <laughs> Not not brutally or anything, but but uh, the thing no. is, is like, the, you know, there's things. I mean, there's things that kids don't want to do all the time, and they have to because it's it's important or it's good for them or you know it's important mm -hmm. to the parents. And so I fully, I'm like in full devotion of doing things that sometimes your kids' devotion is not the right word. Full yeah, that's full, like what? Help me, John. Full uh, support. Help me. I'm no. in full. <laughs> I'm in full support. Of you know sometimes having to do what your your kids don't um don't want don't want to, to do. do but totally um 
I guess for me, like, I also am so glad that I have the foundation I do. And I, um, when, like, I'm from a similar situation as far as, like, the high school years go. Like, I, I had to tell my, my parents, I was like, I, I've tried. I don't like it. I don't like being there. I don't like going. Mm-hmm. It feels like a waste of time. There's no spiritual involvement. There's not any good people there. And they were like, Okay. And they they said I could stop going. But previous to that, like I went I went to church when my parents said that we were going to church like before my high school years. If they were like you're going to Sunday school, I was like, "Okay, yeah. I'm going to Sunday school." And they were like, "You're going to youth group." You know, whenever it was like middle school years. I was like, "Okay, I'm going to youth group." And I think the reason why I fully accepted it was because my parents were very passionate about their spirituality and they were constantly telling us how important it was that we learn and they they just they had such a like they had such a like glow to them to like take this stuff in and you know as a child looking at them i was like yeah i want to go like i want to know i want to know what it's about because it gives my mother fuel like through her day and it gives her um like we have great conversations about it and she's constantly like telling me things that are blowing my mind like what you know like all the time and a part of that is like the first um like eight years of my childhood we didn't go to church like my parents had stopped going to church in their early adult years so a a part of that was like you know not growing up for the first part of childhood with it and I was like what what all the time like what's going on um so I think I think the big thing for for you Kim is that you're you're your son is probably looking at your family unit and is not seeing the importance of having, uh, like religious, uh, education. Like it, it doesn't make sense. And I think that, uh, whenever I was younger, I was like, I just, I just saw the importance specifically to my mother. And that made me very energized, um, to participate. Um, there's one last thing that I wanted to tag onto that that I can't remember. Um, maybe maybe I won't remember at all. No, I don't think I'm gonna remember. I think that's, that's all I have to say. It's a very interesting email though. Like it was a great email. I like it. Yeah, she also said on a side note we have to watch Blacklist or Blind Spot, which I haven't seen either. But. I only hear great things about Blacklist, so I think that if it comes down to one of those two, that's probably the direction I'll go. Which one? Blacklist. Yeah. I think so, too. Plus Ultron's in it, so... Right? It's like, just close your eyes and you're watching yeah. The Avenge. So is Earth. Blacklist like a an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. spinoff? That's what I, I gather. so. I was like, oh, James Spader, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Right. version 2. Got it. Right. And then he transitioned into a robot. <laughs> <laughs> he met his ultimate uh, form. I'm funny. I'm funny. Oh. Yeah. Took me a long time for that one. Good one, John. To get what? Was that sarcasm? No, no. It actually, it did take me a little while. I was like, oh, why, why is he get laughing? It. I was like, it's not that funny. Oh, I got it. I got it. Because he's a robot in Ultron. For um, anyone that doesn't know. 
there's like one person okay. who's like, what's an Ultron? <laughs> what is that? Um, what do we want to do? You want to go back to Stephanie's email? Yeah. Yeah. I know where we're going. Yep. Um, you can pick which question you want to do. Okay. I guess I didn't know where we were going. Um. Oh, did you think? <laughs> I thought that you, you were like, all right, we're doing this question. But, um. Which one? We can do whatever one. You're ready for it. I'm ready for either. Any. All. Okay, let's start want... let's start simpler. So I'm gonna go with okay. topic two. Topic dose as she writes. So mm-hmm. she she writes You would. <laughs> uh, her question is what things hold you back from what you really wanna do and what do you do to overcome these things? Okay. It's all petty. <laughs> it's like <laughs> almost entirely simple, meaningless, like like the dumbest things hold me back from the things that I really want to do. Like, sure. Like, um, I don't know. I'll, like, talk myself into being too tired for something, or I'll say, like, oh, you know, I gotta clean my room, or I gotta do some dishes, or, you know, like, there's always just something, um, there's always something to put in for to, uh, in front of writing, which is what I really want to do. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't know, I feel like, Always in retrospect, I'm like, yeah, I really don't have a good reason for why I didn't write. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. I know, right. John. Stop right. bossing me around. I know what i got to do. Um, were you done? Uh, I can be. Go for no, it. No, if you had I'm more, just I just didn't I'm know just if you were done. Um, I mean, on a, I, I thought of this like in a way more serious level. <laughs> um, you know... I guess for me, I took that as what you want to do, like with your life, like very much purpose driven. Mm. Um, and my answer to that would be what holds you back. I think fear definitely holds you back and not wanting to be uncomfortable. Well, what do you back? Can you say on the podcast what you really, 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 really want to do? What I really, really want to do? Yeah. Triple really. I mean, do you know an answer that I don't? No, no. I mean, Have we talked about this? I th- I think so. Yeah, I think I know, but I oh. think that it, I think you should talk. Oh, about I hope it. this is the same answer. Well, I mean, if I could choose anything to do with my life, it would a I would love to do a podcast, which is what I'm doing. So yay. Um, but b I would love to have my own talk show. Is that the one I was told you? I mean, I knew the podcast part, but the oh. talk show is kind of like a partner. It's very much the same idea. Yeah. Um, I I for some reason have just loved watching talk shows like. In you high really school and even college, like, that's all I DVR'd. I DVR'd all of it, like, the morning talk shows, the afternoon talk shows, and the late night ones. And I don't know what it is, but I think it's – actually, I do know what it is. It's just you get to converse with people about their lives. Um, and I think it's so much fun, and it's new every day. Mm. And um, it's always appealed to me. So, I mean, if I could choose anything to do with my life, it would be that. Um, I obviously, obviously, like, not obviously, but <laughs> you I all would, should know. Um, I also want to like write novels, so we'll see what like where life takes me. But well, I think I'm not just gonna say this like to comfort you, although I do enjoy building you up and comforting you. I think oh. that you do have a good personality for talk talk show TV, and that's because like when I see you interact with people. You um, you can kind of just like 
channel their wavelength very quickly and start like conversing with them and mm-hmm. unless they're terrible people like you can usually get them to laugh because <laughs> you know you know how to get them to laugh you know how to like um just in a very comforting way too and oh, i do i do look at that and i take notes you know i'm like see john knows how to talk to people i, sh- I got somewhere know. like that no you'll be mathis i like mathis okay <laughs> 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 I just threw away your comment. Thank you, John. Sorry for throwing away your comment. I just took it back out of the trash. I'm dusting it off. I'm putting it back on my shelf. Wait, what? Did I throw away your comment? No, 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 no. I threw away yours. Oh. uh, So I'm saying sorry. Like, I didn't mean to throw away your comment. Thank you. I did not take like that at all. Okay, good. But that was very nice. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I totally believe that you could do it. It it would be great. You probably have a lot of... Does Ellen DeGeneres come up in your, like, Myers-Briggs similarity, like... I'm not sure. I feel like she would, because I think, when I look I at her, I... think maybe Oprah did. No, Let me look oh up Oh, my famous. gosh. Are you serious? Can you see me as Oprah? I mean, not her particularly, but that is, like, that's prophecy. <laughs> that's, like, you have the same personality as Oprah? You're meant for talk show. No, I don't, th- I don't think it was Oprah. Oh, okay. Oh, well, Ma- Martin Luther King. No- Nelson Mandela. Well, those I are both start some... people who could have done talk shows, so... Joe Biden? Another talk show <laughs> host right there. Perfect. Oh, Maya Angelou. She's my favorite. Oh, nope, it's Oprah. Oprah. <laughs> it's Oprah. It is Oprah? <laughs> yep. And Morgan oh Freeman. Gosh. Oh, and Charlie guys. Rose. Charlie Rose. Oh, my... Guys, John is a talk show personality. Guys. Like, literally a personality. Jennifer Lawrence. It. Really? Yeah, it could be. It could be wrong, but that's what it says. That's probably why James I Lipton. So Do you know James Lipton? I know the name. He does the actor studio, whatever it is. You're kidding me. No, Matt, is, is this oh my dream? Oh my gosh, see? see <laughs> my dream's coming true right now? No, they're not, because this isn't a talk show. Ugh. I guess I'll just live in wow. fantasy. I feel, now I, I just have this, like, energy right now. I'm like, oh my god. John has to be – what do we do? He has to be a talk show. What host. do we do? Like, we Does anyone to... know anyone listening to this podcast? Someone call Ellen. Ellen. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I live in L.A. I'll just, I'll just rush over to her house right now, and I'll be like, listen, I got, I got this job shadow for you. Like, when you die – You just, like, hold up guy. a picture of me? Point. <laughs> yeah. It's like a dorky picture of you and me together, and I'm, like, covering my face, you know? Like, yeah. just look at this one. And then you just, like, crumple it up and throw it at her and be like, hire him! <laughs> I'm just like, um, what's his name, Craig in uh, Parks and Rec? Yes. Oh my hire him! And I just throw it. <laughs> and then, yeah. Bye! Oh, oh my god. Tell your wife this... I said, hey! Hey, Porsche. <laughs> hey, Porsche. <laughs> oh, um, what would you do? What's your uh, answer? If you could I mean, do anything. I mean, what the dream... And I think that I'm working towards it in a very slow rate. But the dream is I'm writing and directing feature mm-hmm. films all of the time. Yeah. And I don't want to be a part – I don't want – I don't want to be a part of any studio. Like I don't want to work with a Paramount or a Universal or a Warner Brothers or a Disney. Like I don't want to work with those people. I want to be working on my own with a small community of people who all get each other, who mm-hmm. deeply get each other, and they are creating art 
as one, and they all march forward in like one vision. We're not here for money. We're not here for a job. We're here because we believe in filmmaking. We believe in storytelling. Like to to just make indie films for the rest of my life would probably kill me by the time I'm fifty. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but, but but really, you know, like that's that's where I want to be all the time, mm-hmm. and and I do think about it often, and I am slowly working towards that. And I don't know, like I think that. Well, I think that people, you know, they have so they have there's so much potential like inside of us, inside of everybody, and I think that I will be doing that one day. I strongly believe it. I do too. I've told you that. I you told me that probably times. yeah, a good dozen times. Guys, I think Mathis has so much talent. I think he's <laughs> <laughs> and I fully believe that he will be something to I don't know the right word. To uh, what's the phrase? Someone to this is awkward. This is awkward. Well, well I think he's gonna succeed. <laughs> I really, <laughs> truly do. I think you should definitely work for one of the big companies first, so that you can get your uh, name bigger, and then do your indies. Or you just make your way up through a big company and then change it from the bottom up. Oh, that's exciting, isn't it? Jaffiel, Warner Brothers. <laughs> I just um I just found out that the uh this is kind of eh, this is fine. I just found out the company I work for is going to start transitioning into films really soon and um transitioning. Ooh. Yeah, I wish I I wish I could say I did that on purpose. I really Ugh. But um, well, that'll be fun. What type of films? I don't know yet, but uh, currently, uh, you know, I work for a production company, to anybody listening who doesn't know, and um, we're not doing films per se right now, but that is the end goal, and mm-hmm. that, you know, that just got me so energized, because I've, I've like, been feeling like, okay, I think we're going to be getting there, and and then I was told straight up, like, missions for the company goals for the company and i was like okay i am like i'm so ready for that like let's let's do this you know so i'm just i'm excited i think that things are you know things are constantly happening and yeah i'm really pumped good um you know what we teased we teased it last week so we have to talk about it okay and I think that that's going to wrap up the show this last time. <gasps> mm-hmm. You just don't want to talk about the other one. Wait, what's the other one? There was totally more to the the third question. Do we want to go back to the third question? I mean, I thought we were going to. We don't okay. have to. Let's but do it. Let's do it. You just gasped. Do you want to? That means, like, how dare you. So let's let's go back. <laughs> I thought we were going back to it. Oh. I thought that, well. Do you want to end on that one, or do you want to end on the... The... Oh, let's definitely end on the first question. So let's go back to the third question. Okay, so why don't we just take? We can just take a few minutes to go over the the other part of the question. I'm trying we don't... to remember what the other part was. I'm looking now. Also, um, Stephanie, thank you for your email. Like, thanks, Stephanie. You, and I'm based on the your questions. I'm sure that you really disagree with me. And... Probably. <laughs> And um, maybe you knew that when you sent them in. Maybe you knew that oh, people true. wouldn't uh, like 
one of the hosts of this podcast wouldn't agree with you. And whether or not you knew that, I, I'm still very glad that you asked these questions. Um, totally. And I hope you don't hate me now. Um, no. Thank you for the questions. <laughs> okay. Where... You it's, seem to you seem to be looking somewhere else in the question right now than I am. Yep. <clears throat> okay. So it kind of goes along with trans. Well, no, it doesn't. But it's the same type of LGBT. Um, what are your individual thoughts on homosexuality, bisexuality, and asexuality, etc.? Okay. Um, this this is a little different in one sense. I actually have experience with those people, you know. So this actually is a little closer. To home, which makes it um, which makes it even more difficult for me to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know. You should go first. Sure, I'll go first. Um, um, I genuinely have zero problem with um, any of those things. Um, the reason I don't have a problem with it is because I feel like. What do we fall in love with? We, fall, we Do we fall in love with people's um, gender? I would say the first step of falling for someone is obviously the attractiveness. You know, you first yeah. of all, you're attracted to someone. So that's the first step. But I think the thing that you fall in love with in someone is their soul. And I think that souls are genderless. Um, mm. And for me, it's kind of like if someone falls in love with a soul – that just happens to be of someone from the same gender. How can we say that that's wrong? Um, I understand that there's Bible verses people can throw at you, but I don't really care. I mean, honestly, I don't. I yeah. For me, the idea that we can say that someone loving someone else is wrong really baffles me because we're talking about love, and love is the thing that everyone says changes the world. It's the thing that Jesus mostly preached on i'm sure people are going to say he didn't but you know love is always the answer and that's what people say and then you know people fall in love with the same gender and people say that it's wrong and that makes zero sense to me and it kind of goes back to things we talk about with transgender i mean people kill themselves over this type of stuff like yeah and it's kind of to a place where i don't, I don't know why i said that but um, you're just, you're capturing the intensity, the seriousness yeah, of it. Right. And how I don't think it should be that serious. Um, and I was, I promise this will come around full circle. At least I hope, but, um, you Here's know, yeah. Oh God, we know Lord knows and doesn't happen often. Um, <laughs> you know, we are so privileged just to have life and consciousness because for all we know, we are the only planet in the entire universe that has life. Granted, there could be, and I do think there's probably life somewhere else in the universe, mm -hmm. but for all we know, we are the only ones living in this universe at this conscious level. Um, obviously, you know, animals and bacteria are all living, but not to the point of, you know, the conscious living that we get to live in. Um, and I find that such a privilege, the fact that I, John, get to be one of those people that gets to actually be conscious in a universe where not everyone gets that chance um, and, you know, gets to live long enough to understand that because some people die very young and that's very sad. And um, with those crazy odds, it just seems so stupid to me to focus on 
people that love other people. Does that make sense? No, that's totally, I, that does make sense. Like, in the grand scheme of things, like, how super big and complex this world is that we're going to focus on spewing, you know, hate towards these people who just want to fall in love, and they do, and it was with someone of the same gender. I just, ugh. It's love, people. They love them. Anyways, that's all I have to say. This this topic's a lot trickier for me because um, love love is different from my identity. Um, I think. Huh? Did you hear me, or are you just? I I, <laughs> I heard you. Okay. I well, here's I don't think that I don't think as far as gender goes that you can change that part of your identity. But whenever it comes down to like loving somebody, it's like. I mean, that's just a, that's kind of an abyss of a topic. It's like, I mean, I, I can't tell, you know, I can't, I don't know what I'm trying to say. It's just like, I can't, I can't tell you not to love that person. Um, and, and why would you want to? No, no. And I, I wouldn't want to, but the thing is, is, um, um, I don't know. It's, I don't. I don't think I agree with homosexuality on like a principle level. I don't think so. I'm still very um I'm still very on the fence about it honestly. Like that's a part of uh that's that's an idea that I'm still wrestling with. Mm -hmm. But I I mean coming back to the same thing I said to transgenderism and you know I did say that this does hit home for me more like good friends struggling um, with the don't nope, use the word nope, struggling. Nope. Don't use the word struggling. No, that's no, John. Struggling with acceptance in themselves. Oh, okay. Not Oof. struggling with with problems. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to say with problems. Um, like so. I mean, even if I mean, I lo I love them. I do, and I don't. I do not. Um, I do not try to change them. I do not try to tell them who they can love and who they can't love. I think that that is. That's dangerous, not um, – I think it's just a dangerous way to treat anybody, and I'm not going to say don't love that person or do love that person to, to anybody under any circumstance. Like you have to – you do you, you know. You have to live mm -hmm. your life and do, um, and do what makes you feel alive, and I know that that means that um, if – if homosexuality, bisexuality, asexuality, transgenderism, if that's like a path that that goes down, then um, I'm at peace with it. I think that I think that you need to be um, anybody. I think anybody needs to be happy. So that's that's why this topic is difficult for me. Once again, like principle to action, I I'm just not gonna I'm not gonna try to stop anybody. I'm not going to try to stop them based on any principle that I have. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like there was a, you know, something really interesting. I feel like you you might disagree with this, but it's very relevant because it uh, happened last night. I was talking to someone I met at church who is interested in filmmaking. She wants to be a producer, and she was talking about um, how her heart is for the gay community and how she just feels like she's being called to to talk to that topic like she feels um 
she just keeps feeling like uh, pulled towards it. And she was telling me that out of um, every out of every homosexual or bisexual friend that she has had, um, asexuality doesn't so well actually it does apply to asexuality as well. But she didn't use that term. Um, for every friend that she had, she noticed that they had very different hearts from any other friends that she had, and she wondered if if there was some sort of uh, connection between like hearts of people who could love outside of their gender, who could like who could be such loving individuals that like in some way like boundaries or um I don't know about boundaries but uh certain certain ideas certain elements characteristics would not be important to them and uh-huh. they would be able to um they would be able to fall in love with anybody uh given like the right feelings and you know i just I just started talking to her about it like it was not a long conversation, so I can't say any more than that, but I do think that that's very interesting. I don't I I would have to like look into it more as far as the people that I know. Um but I I think that there might be some truth to that. What do you think about that? I guess I'm a little confused. Like they have a bigger heart? Not a bigger, mean? just it's it's a different it's well, not a different like... type of love. Like it's it's somebody maybe i don't know it's it's a difference in cuz the way you were describing it makes me feel like that should be a love that we should all have for people yeah i you know and i don't know how to describe it exactly i just this comes back to the whole idea you know like everything starts deep inside and works its way out and i do think that maybe it is like some sort of in like very deep internal connection between people who are like that that sounds very not discriminating Mm -hmm. yeah prejudicing what is it sure did it sounds very segregative what's the i i just used three of the wrong words you did um i would say prejudice i'm not trying to push anybody away sorry i don't mean to do that um so i don't know Maybe hey, I don't know. It's hard to explain, you know. Like I don't have a lot of. I mean, it sounds very beautiful, though. What you're trying to explain, I don't know if that's the way you want it to come across. But from my perspective, if someone, oh, I don't think it's if, no. If I don't someone think it's hard. Oh, okay, good. No, yeah, I it think sounds that very it is, beautiful to me. It does that their yeah. heart can be open to anyone, and I feel like that should. And I mean, I really I think that that should be how everyone is, not necessarily like open to dating anyone that they want. I mean, if that's what you want, then great. But I'm saying, like, to have such a big heart that, you know, love is just love. I don't know. That seems seems a little poetic and beautiful to me. It was it was a very poetic way to look at it. Um, and I do want to ask her about it a lot more because it just was another angle that I had never heard anybody bring up. And... Something that uh-huh. something that she said that actually does struck a, a strike a chord with me is that she was like, I don't think that I think that most people are not looking at this this social discussion in the right way, and I do believe that I think that there's there's something different than either side to the issue. Um, 
you know, people for it, people against. I think that there's there's some there's some way that we're not exploring this idea of love within the same gender. Um Mhm. I don't know. I agree. You you do think so as well? Mhm. I mean, there's definitely something about this subject really hits something with uh religion and Christianity mm-hmm. um something about it really gets people going which really intrigues me um, it's because it's like it? what is it about this that really that really gets people fuming because it's like why are you so angry <laughs> you know what i mean right like why and... are people so angry over two people falling in love yes they are it's different you're uncomfortable with it but why are you so angry right like w- right like there's no reason for people to be angry about it. You don't have I to totally agree with it. And that's totally fine. There's so many things in this world that we don't agree with each other. Yeah. And that's so that's totally fine. But like why are we so pinpointed on this yeah. as like the ultimate sin? Like that is what blows my mind when it comes to um speaking directly you know, to that, like the Christian sect. Yeah, the, by using totally. the word sin. Yeah. 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 No, I and I'm in total I'm in total support of what you're saying. I think that was a great way to put it because um it does make me uncomfortable because um you know, I wrestle with the concept of it. But anger never, never anger. Like I I do not um I don't think in any circumstance that that's the approach at all. Like there is no reason to ever be angry at somebody who is who is facing any form of um, um, not facing any form. I don't know what the language would be. Falling in love, you know. Like I just, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think you put it. You put it really well. I should have just said good job and not opened my mouth because I actually <laughs> <laughs> I like I like the way you put it a lot. Never anger. Cool. All right. Cool. Last topic. Yes. Um, this is also really interesting, uh, in the sense of like, oh look, that's connected. You know, like, oh Wachowskis, that just happened. Oh look, we're gonna end up talking about this. So yeah, Stephanie emailed us before she listened to our last episode, and we really wanted to talk about. Um, for anyone who didn't listen, we want to talk about collective soul a lot and then stephanie's email like just um really it was the same night this email was yeah i'm pretty sure oh interesting oh, wait really? when did we record mm. monday sunday you know, my life's a whole blur john so i can't really mine too what did we do we became adults i know i feel One like day, it i'm was... just gonna wake up and be like fat gray <laughs> and can't walk and can't i touch hope the so floor. Do you say you hope so? <laughs> I'd probably be like a cute little old man, you know? Like I don't know if I'd use the shuffling word cute. around. <laughs> You'd be like the guy from Up. Oh, I hope so. Right? Don't we all? He's, he's charmingly uh grumpy. Totally. Okay. Um, Go for it. Yeah, so I'm going to I'm going to read Stephanie's first question, which it's it's really cool that she asked it because we were already going to talk about it. Mhm. Um so Stephanie writes what is your opinion on past lives? Have we had them? Do we have more after we die? 
would we ever sorry would we ever be able to be conscious of that fact if we did what happens if we meet someone we were close to in a past life is that where the idea of soulmates and kindred spirits comes from and what are your thoughts on those oh my god could you just like stick the one question stephanie that's too much this is just an overwhelming Ooh, I like kind of got anxious reading that. I was <laughs> that was like, like six in one. Yeah, I was like, okay, um, this is a lot. Um, go ahead. Well, I know where we can start. I think I know where you're going to go with this. You don't. Okay. <laughs> I don't think you do, because I, I didn't even know I was going to start here. But are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready for it. Go. <laughs> okay. All right. Our audio is not that good together right now. I don't know if you hear it, but I can hear it. Oh, that sucks. I think I hear you pretty well. Yeah. So, I, okay. Um, but the idea of like kindred spirits and soulmates, um, I've heard more recently that, you know, soulmates isn't necessarily just like, um, you know, your soulmate that you're going to marry or that you're going to you know, have that sexual connection with, but soulmates are really, you know, you can have friends that are soulmates, like people that you Mm -hmm. connect with at a soul level. It's not just that, you know, the, um, boyfriend, girlfriend type of thing. Um, and I would say that me and you are kindred spirits or soulmates because we hit it off so easily that to me, like really shows how connected we are at some type of level. I don't know what level that is. Mm but I would call us soulmates in that respect. Um, I would say the same about Stephanie. Um, we, we also connect at a very, very deep level. Um, and I think going into that, I'm okay. And I kind of like the idea of past lives in that sense that maybe in a past life, you know, we were either friends or brothers or, something where we were closer in a past life. And that's why in this life we connected so Mm. easily and so well. Um, It's not that I necessarily believe that, but I I like that idea and Mm. I I would be okay with that (laughs) if that was true. Um, So my opinion of past lives, at at least all these questions are connected. You can kind of cover them all. Um, I'm not really sure how I feel about them. I, I love the idea of past lives. Um, Same. I find I would find it very, very interesting. Um, I am okay with the idea. I feel like I've said that 11 times in the past three minutes that I'm okay <laughs> with the idea. <laughs> um, I think I'll go into the collective soul now. Is that where you thought I was going to start? <laughs> no, I thought... Um, I think that if past lives are a thing and if kindred spirits, soulmates are a thing, I really thought that you were going to start with um, um, transgenderism and homosexuality and those things. Because Ooh, I didn't even think of that. Right. That's a great point, Mathis. <laughs> I know, right? I just gave you a point there because yeah. it's if they are a thing, that totally. would really... Um, that would change the conversation a little. That would change the game, yeah. It'd be like, well, I mean, these people are feeling a connection to a, a, a past person that they were, yeah. a past person that they knew, like um, homosexuality. They could have been lovers in a previous life. Um, transgenderism. Lovers. I could have been the queen in a previous life, you know? Well, and I think the most logical thing is if we do have past lives, we probably weren't always 
males in those past lives. You know, there's exactly I'm, yeah. So, um, did you have anything you wanted to say on those before I go into collective? Um, you know, I. I How do you also, feel about past lives? Well, I I love the idea of it. I think it's a very um, it's a romantic idea. It's totally. It's a very. Um, it feels very mythological, mythological to me. You know, like. Mm-hmm. Kind of just on another level of existence. So mm-hmm. I, I love the idea of it. It's really hard to say. If it, if I it think could be true, you know. The like, things that convince me are like those kids that like have those memories of war vets from like World War One or World War Two. I literally have, have no idea what you're talking about, but this sounds crazy. Oh yeah. There's if you look it up, there's like kids who um start talking like to their parents and they start saying these weird things about, you know, war and um you know they just weird things. And then when the parents look into it, they realize that it was that it was like the same experience as um a veteran who had died in combat. And this kid knew, like, friends that he had in war, you know, his wife, and all these memories. Um, Does the kid talk like he is that person? I'm not sure. Okay. But it's Um, things like that. Like, I'm such a conspiracy theorist. I don't even know if that's the right word to use, but I believe those types of things when I hear them. So I'm like, yes, it's true. (laughs) (laughs) We've talked about this This is Gerard from World War II. (laughs) One person just, like, throws out this crazy idea, and you're like, wow, they just – they said it with such conviction. That has to – Honestly, they wouldn't even have to say it with conviction. I'd be like, I I get it. Yes. Yes. I support you. (laughs) Um, Well, I think that – I think that that could be one of those um, – well, first off, this comes back to that idea of there is so much to like the spiritual realm of living that we just have no idea about. Mm-hmm. And and we're all just like throwing theories at it like what if it's this? What if it's that? Because you can't help but like look into that, that crazy uh, phenomenon and that – incredible mm-hmm. connection so it i like i totally i i just love the idea of like pondering past lives because it is like let's let's just try to figure out what what that connection is all about but you know hearing right. hearing things like that and the idea that there are kindred spirits like the way that you and and me hit mm-hmm. it off which is very it's like it feels very much like a um a privilege you know to mm-hmm. actually have that um yeah um I think that that just, like, lends itself to that. Like, it obviously has something to do with that other realm. It has to do with your connection to the rest of the world, you know? And I just wonder, I wonder what kind of special connection these children that are having these these mm-hmm. thoughts, like, what connection they could possibly have to the world, you know? Yeah. It's very fascinating. Um, really cool topic. I like it. Super cool. So, yeah, transitioning into damn it, lol, 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 lol. Collective soul does go along really well with that. Yeah, it does. Because this is this is all about connection. The way that totally. the way that like the synergy flows between everybody. You know, it's just. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, I should probably just start stop talking because I think that you. 
you have a very developed idea of collective soul because you think. Oh, about I would it not often. say it's developed. But at you think all. about it. You think about it a lot more oh, than yeah, I, I would. think about it. So I think that you should sure. you should just share how you how you perceive it, not believe okay. it, but perceive it. You know. Uh huh. Um. I don't even know if it's technically called collective soul. It may be called oversoul. I really don't know. So I may not be using the phrase right, but I'm just going to explain what it is, and then if you find out it's something called something different, whatever. Um, <laughs> I, I really don't care. Um, so last week I pretty much explained the main concept of it. So it was this mm-hmm. pie idea, um, the idea that the center is this soul and that each piece of the pie is just a part of that soul but individualized. Um, so that would essentially mean that we are all from the same soul. Um, one thing that I actually really, really like the concept of is the idea that there is one soul that is recycled through everyone. Um, and that's, it's, it sounds, it's very new agey. I understand it sounds (laughs) weird and I don't necessarily, I, I'm, I'm not saying this is like what I believe wholeheartedly, but once again, I just like these ideas. And I like the idea that there is one soul that recycles through everyone um, because it really it really helped me see people differently because I feel like we get so angry at random people like when they drive behind us um, or I don't know if someone says something mean about us. But then if we are essentially the same soul being recycled over and over again um, and I then myself know that at one point I will either be or have been that person that's mean to me or that I've been mean to and therefore I should have more respect and empathy for him. And I think we do have more respect for ourselves because we're selfish in that way. So I think if we can see others as more of ourselves, then we will treat them better. Um, so yeah, there's that. Can you explain more what you mean by like the recycled, the same recycled soul? Yeah. Well, <laughs> like you and I have I, the same soul and yeah, we're both recycling and, it? No. So it would be oh, this is going to sound so new agey. I'm it's so sorry fine. guys. I'm so oh, um, yeah, they might not be open to it, but I'm over here like tell me, guys. tell me. <laughs> so, you can think of it like this. At oh, <laughs> oh guys, this is giving me more anxious than the transgender thing. Um <laughs> um so you have to think of it like this. So there's one soul. Uh-huh. So at uh, me as a conscious human being, I cannot say 100% certain that any other person around me um, is truly existing. <laughs> I can see them, yes. I can touch them. But I, can, uh, I can't honestly say that you know it's 100% real in a sense that they are also consciously walking through life as I am. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, that that part makes sense. Okay. So, essentially what that would mean is that at this point, actually, it may not mean this, but (laughs) (laughs) at this point, that collective soul, that one soul, um, is in me right now, and I am learning and living as John. And then when John dies... Then it'll go into someone else, and it could be—I mean, it could be anyone—and then they live their life, and you live and you learn, and essentially you just kind of bounce from one person to another. Now, the reason why I say I don't think it has to mean that only one per- 
one person is conscious is because I feel like there could be a way where we are all conscious at the same time and yet have the same soul. Because I, I think I think if souls are as complex as we think, then we can't define them in human terms. And so I think it could be possible. Hmm. Um, yeah, so maybe life is a simulation is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. For I don't I don't know if it makes any sense, but I think that that makes me feel more selfish if that were true. Why? Because it's like, all right, well, there's none of. Oh, then I'm the only one. Yeah, it's just me. So it's like, I mean, Mm. I should live well, but also like, well, right. I guess you could be selfish about it, but um. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I honestly, I think deep down, I would say that I don't think that's true. But, um, and I'm sure everyone's like, thank God. Uh, <laughs> That's what I was like, everybody, um, so don't worry, you are, I'm right there with you. But I do remember one of, like, the first existential, existential thoughts I had was the idea that, um, I cannot say for certain that anyone else is real around me. And that was very weird to think for the first time. Right. Because I only know my experience, and I can only base my experience on me, so, like, what if this all is just like a huge simulation? <laughs> which which is weird, guys. I'm admitting it's weird, but when you have that thought, you don't go back. <laughs> like it just goes forward. So, well, I guess the the sort of like what we were talking about uh, when we were talking about Zach's email with the songs and like you know you put all these ideas. Uh, to question, like, well, what if God's not real? And then you're like, well, I can't even believe it. Like, it's so deeply rooted. I can't even believe that. Mm-hmm. Um, in the same way that, like, when you, when you throw that, that theory out there to me, I'm like, wow, what if it – what if I am living a simulation and it's just me and this is just my mind? Mm-hmm. Immediately, I think about how how back and forth my relationships feel with people and, like, the sense of – Two two spirits like moving back and forth between each other, like sure, it's like a dance. Yeah, it is, and and I've I've felt that more recently uh, in my life. Like there's something on a lower level between me and this person, you know, like whoever the person is, and I'm like, but how do you know you're just not connecting with yourself? Oh my gosh, I can't even like. It doesn't have to be said how crazy like, that sounded, but you're, you're right, yeah. Like, I like how I like creepily laughed, too. I was like, <laughs> No, but I mean, obviously you would con- yeah. you connect mostly with yourself, and so you're going to be more mag- magnetized towards people. That It would, you know what, like I was going to say, like it would, that would be like meeting yourself for the first time, but that's not the craziest concept either. Like You crazy, Mathis, you crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Go home. Like, wow, you're the weird one in this conversation. Oh wow. my gosh! Wow. I think you should leave the conversation. I think so. It's a little. It should become more one-sided. Totally. But here's the thing. I want to say that even if that is true, which I honestly don't think it is, so don't yeah. worry. Um, I don't think that that changes what we get out of life because either way, you still are experiencing what you're experiencing. You're experiencing people in the world. You're experiencing your family. You're experiencing love. You're experiencing your friends. That experience isn't diminished by the fact that it may be a simulation. No. You know, because you're still, everything is still, you're experiencing it as you would 
if it wasn't a simulation. Does that make sense? So like it that doesn't matter. That makes total matter. sense. Yeah. So it doesn't uh, matter either way. And the other and the thing with the collective soul was even if that's not even if we truly are not all one in in that sense like when you think about that it makes you think about um the connection between people and it makes you realize totally. the importance of every single person like and it is undeniable that there is a connection between people not right. everyone yes but you you know that there's you feel connected with certain people and it's kind of like the idea of what is that is that you know your soul's really bonding or like what i don't know i feel like if if i was ever in like a face to face interaction with god and he was mm -hmm. like you want to hear something crazy and i'm like what and he was like you you and john were brothers in a past life i mm -hmm. would be like that's not that makes that's sense. not the craziest thing you could have said god <laughs> like Right. Like, it's not the craziest idea. Is that's all I'm trying well, to say. Well, and here's here's the thing. I don't. We are. Get, this is going to be a long podcast, but um, <laughs> shoot, what was I going to say? Oh, well, and it, there's the idea of like, so was your soul just created when you were born, or is a soul something that has always existed and then put into this physical body? Right. Like, there, there's the concept that maybe we are in some type of life before this life that we know now and then we died from that life and we're reborn into this life with the same soul just like Ooh. we believe that when we're done with this life we will move into a next one so how can we not say that if we think we will move into a soul after we die here how do we know that we didn't come here from a different life in which we died can i get an amen anyone anyone around the world China. i feel like we need a different word for it <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> like some kind of new agey word for that idea <laughs> instead of um Jaffiel, though anyone yeah Can no you... that that actually when that you were makes saying the most that sense to me. when you were saying that i was like yeah i mean i i could get behind the idea of souls always existing and that really brings you back to the topic cuz you're like okay well if souls have always existed then what Past lives, y'all. Yeah, what does that mean about, you know, previous lives? Um, totally. Yeah, I don't know. Just that I, that element of it alone is like... Yeah, I actually really like that idea. I hadn't really actually thought about that until, like, right about now. It's interesting. Yeah, I hadn't thought about it either, so now I'm like, I don't really know what to say to that. I just Guys, think... my, my mind is blown. The simulation is ruined. <laughs> <laughs> what if like it just said game over <laughs> in front of me yeah you're just, just sitting in like a black wah. box you're like oh you're like, damn it oh how long have i been here who's a quarter in... <laughs> you're in like the goo pod from the matrix and you're like wachowski sisters please make it happen again oh and they totally would yeah they'd be like okay give them another quarter okay i actually feel like that was a good way to end i feel good do you feel good? I feel I feel just like crazy right now, just like um, just invigorated, you know. Just yeah, maybe crazy wasn't the right word to use. <laughs> Guys, I'm crazy. I just feel crazy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's I just I guess all I mean by that is that anytime you start talking about the mysteries of the world, it's just right? like 
this place is crazy. Like, there's just so much. And that's why I love entertaining these ideas. I know people think it's weird, and they don't like it, but I love entertaining these types of ideas. So you're probably going to hear crazy things from me in the future, and I don't care. And you you guys can just listen to me shut him down. That's what Exactly. That's 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 why Math is here, guys. Party Popper Central. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. But I'm, I feel I'm like dependable. eventually eventually when you go through like enough crazy ideas, you kinda get like one nugget where you're like, Oh yeah, oh, that makes a lot more sense. That resonated. <laughs> that really resonated just now. That is right. that's a huge It resonated with it. me too. Yeah, I'm very glad you said that because. Are you talking about the soul always continuing? No, the the nugget. Oh, awkward. Oh well, no, the soul bit was good too, John. <laughs> I was like, that was the nugget out of my craziness, where I was like, oh Yo. no, I I just I think that the idea of what just the last thing that you just said, I think that you know going into all of these things and just like talking about them with someone. You mm-hmm. could walk away with an idea that you're like, you know what, I I believe that. And I think that that changes the world. I think that that changes me, you know? Just right. by, like, looking into more and more ideas and more and more just well, things regarding soul, regarding spirit, regarding life in general. It's right. Putting it to the test. Totally. And you just got to find the one that gives you peace, honestly. Cause oh, yeah. Yeah. There's... There's literally so much things that could just give you anxiety and uh, not let you sleep at night, but you just got to find the one that really gives you peace that no matter what happens after or even during this life that, you know, you're okay right now Mm -hmm. and you'll be okay in the future. Like, it'll be fine. It's it's all you can ask for. Yeah. We're all in this together, right, High School Musical? Right. (laughs) Oh, goodness. (laughs) For a second, I was like, let's talk about High School Musical 4. And then I was like, nope, this is the end. Nope. Guys, we're not yeah. talking about High School Musical 4. I know you want we're us to go about, there. Yeah. I will put one epiphany out there that I realized this week. I have a large number of friends who like High School Musical, and I don't like... Mathis, I like it. I know you do, and I okay. didn't even have to ask you. Like, and I... <laughs> Well, here's the thing. Like, I love High School Musical, and I don't know what it is, but people that I befriend, like, are super into High School Musical, and I just think that that's absolutely Maybe it's like our collective soul. Like, we just, like, love High School Musical. Totally. I could see it. Me too. (laughs) We had dance parties. Kenny Ortega is God. Yeah. (laughs) I knew it. (laughs) It's going to be, like, the title of this podcast. Like, is Kenny Ortega God? Question mark? Like, yes no what are these boys smoking right so crack. yeah i think it's that it's, it is crack yeah <laughs> made in kenny ortega's backyard and he sold it to us of course but he did i just think that that's wild and i i love it you know like i love that that's just a weird thing that connects me <laughs> to so many people and i'm throwing it out there cool let's end this because yeah, Lord knows, this has been an episode. Let's do it. You could watch <clears throat> Lord of the Rings and be done with that before you finish this episode. That's not true, but close. It's almost true, yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I do feel good about this, though. I know we started a little rough, but it was a rough <laughs> topic. It's a tough topic. It's a very sensitive topic, so... It was good, though. It was good. It, it went, was fine. It went well. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, I feel great about this episode, guys. The good. questions, the questions were really good this week. Like, I'm just, I got. Yeah, how can we step it up, guys? Time. Let's step it up somehow. <laughs> John, let's just bask in the moment of good questions and stop asking right. for more good questions. You're right. Can You're you just right. have peace so. with the moment? Can Can we have that? Can I get an amen? Jaffiel. Jaffiel, that works too. Jaffiel. Can I get a Jaffiel? New age. Yeah, that's the new age amen. Oh my god. I gosh. thought of it. Yeah. Well, I didn't think of it, but I thought of it as you were saying. I was like, it should definitely be Jaffiel. I was about to say, like, did you just think of it back then, way back then, and not say it? Yes, I did. Um, cool. Well, that's going to be an ongoing um, thing. <laughs> I wanted to say, we now have four reviews and stars. Oh, on, that's right. On, well, we have five stars on the iTunes, but we have four reviews, and it's so awesome. Oh, so, yeah. That was awesome to see. Um. So please keep doing that. That is, it really is helpful. Yeah. Um, so even if everyone who listens to this, which I don't know how many, I don't think it's that many, but whoever does listen to it, if you guys just take like literally two minutes to just go onto iTunes and rate us and uh, leave us a little commie com, commie com, uh, com, comment or review, that would be spectacular. Yeah. Um, and and the thing is, is like if if you are enjoying listening to this. And you think other people would, then that's that's an action that you could take. And please share it. You know, share with all your friends. We're cool. <laughs> We're not crazy at all. <laughs> I won't beg, but please. <laughs> I just imagine you with the craziest eyes right now, like almost falling out of your head, crazy. Yeah. Like, oh, sorry, Anyways. I dropped that. <laughs> um. Yeah. So please keep emailing us. Where yes, guys. You, you guys have been doing really great with emails. <laughs> I honestly didn't think it would ever happen, but we keep getting emails. So thank you. <laughs> so keep emailing. Um, H-E-L-L-O-A-N-D-A-D-I-E-U at gmail.com. How long to do it? If you forget, it's literally our podcast name at gmail.com. You can't forget it. You can't miss it. No. And Twitter is on fire because of Mathis. He does it all. <laughs> so, <laughs> so God bless. Over to Mathis. Um, oh, thanks, I, John. I at least favorite and retweet them, but he always gets to it before I do. So. Um, yeah, come interact with us on Twitter as well. Like, yeah, please, we would, we would love to. About uh, to roll around with you on Twitter. Whoa, <laughs> that was weird. That I'm was sorry. weird. I think we're guys. Gonna... It's late. It's late here. I'm. <clears throat> I don't. I don't I have no excuse. I apologize. It's just a sign. It's a sign that this is the end. This is the end with Seth Rogen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I bid yeah. you a fond adieu, John. Okay. I bid you an adieu as well. And I will uh, catch on the flip side, as they say. The flippity flop. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Mathis. Bye, John. <laughs>